Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm selective and join me once again is the one and only Paul Gallagher, who's otherwise known as the voice of value. How's things, Paul? Not bad at all, yeah. Um, apart from staying with the, uh, the mother-in-law this week. <laughs> no mother-in-law jokes, no, please. That's how very 1990s on me. Last week, when we spoke, you were heading out to the golf course in the Sun Isle of Man. This week, you're back at home. But um, did you set any course records last Friday? Possibly, possibly a course record for highest score. Uh, yeah, <laughs> shocking. But uh, it was good to get back out. I hadn't played in a few months, so it was good to get out. Um, I was actually at the driving range yesterday to try and work on the horrific off the tee situation. I think I might have improved that a wee bit, so fingers crossed. So did you bring your clubs with you? I did, yes. I'm going to try and get a couple of rounds this week when I'm back in back in Scotland. So, yeah, looking Impressive. forward to that. Impressive. Uh, but to matters at hand, we're going to have a look at the seven races, which are live on ITV on Saturday. Um been a busy week. And I don't suppose you were on the 300 to 1 winner at Leperstown yesterday by any chance? Unfortunately not. Um, yeah, I think MD tells you the words probably a liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just mad. You don't often see even 300 to 1s are an unusual uh, kind of number for, for yeah. a horse to go off at. You know, you see 250 or 200, but 300 is pretty, pretty mad. The highest price winner, SP winner of all time. Um, UK and Ireland at least anyway, so it's pretty uh, pretty cool. The, I, hope, I hope someone got on it. Yeah, the, the stable lad says he um, he had a hundred euro each way on it, so he's picked up thirty six thousand euro. Um, nice. He, he knows the horse, so it's just interesting in those circumstances. Usually, um, if if the stable lad or somebody you know connected to the horse has a bet, it will flag up and the price will come in a bit. But there must have been other horses in the race that obviously were much better. Um, Regarded, it was a maiden, so a lot of it was unknown. Some unraced horses, etc., but seemed to have seemed to have landed a touch. Fair play to them. Fair play indeed. Um, so, in terms of your own tips last week, with a couple of places at Ascot. Yeah, another frustrating day. I just keep hitting the bar, and the one that was most annoying actually was Dubai Fountain. It was travelling beautifully, um, took the lead, hit about ten to one on and running, and then a uh, sixty-six to one shot appears on the outside in the last few strides in Nixa. That was pretty depressing, but uh, we're getting there. This is the week, Paul, this is the week. Um, we've right got seven, the card. We've got seven races, I think we've got six tips lined up. Yeah. One of them's a, an old bet, uh, one of the races at Newbury. Um, but we're going to take a quick run through um, the races that are live on ITV on Saturday. So we kick off with the 150 at Newbury, and as a novice horse racing punter. I look at a race like this and I just don't know where to start. I mean, there's there's four horses of the seven in there that have won on their debut um, and only raced once. So where do you start in terms of trying to sort out the week from the chaff in this race? Yeah, two-year-old races like this where um, there's not much form to go on are, are tricky. Um, so you, you probably start from the point of view looking at the horses that have had a few runs. So Chorizo, William Bly and St Lawrence have all had um, numerous runs, they've, I think they've had four each. So you start from that and think, right, are, you know, are any of them decent? Um, what's it going to take to beat them? St. Lawrence is, is the best of those three. And say, right, well, what's, you know, how does his form stack up? Um, and, and would one of these new, not newcomers, but one of these that have only been raced once, 
um, would they have to improve significantly um, to beat him? Uh, and I think State Lawrence's form is decent. He's rated 98, so he's he's got a chance. Um, but I think from the uh, from those that have um, that have won on their their opening race, um, there's there's there looks to be a bit of quality, and there could be some that are rated 100 or higher in, in due course. Mm-hmm. Um, Guru won uh, pretty well over course and distance, so that's also a, a sort of feather in his cap in the respect that it's a course and distance victory so you know that he handles the track um, and Dababi um, looked like a decent performance as well uh, on debut at Newmarket so you know you're sort of working back from there <clears throat> the one I'm taking a chance with um, it's basically really just a price decision so it's it's a tentative win bet because there's only seven runners there's not much point in each way um, the horse called Francesco Guardi who is one that, that won on the, won on debut. What was interesting for me is that in that race, um, the, the description actually in the the, yeah, the racing post of, of the, the race says ran green, which basically for, for people not into horse racing, if you run green, it means you look really novice and, mm-hmm. and you don't know what you're doing, basically. <laughs> and it was, you know, the horse was towards the rear and they actually ended up, once he sort of worked out what was going on and came through and won quite nicely. So you, you tend to find horses that run like that first time out actually improve second time as well when they start to work out what's going on with that racetrack. All right, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yep. So there might be a bit of um, a bit of improvement in that. Um, James Ferguson, not the biggest trainer. So I think that probably explains why the price is a wee bit bigger. Um, but when Francesco Guardi won that day, he beat a, a decent horse lost in space um, for the John Gosden yard so it was, a, it was a fairly decent yard stick and I think there'll probably be some improvement as I say so that's I'm taking a chance 8-1 to one, I thought it was good value for a horse that's had one run one win um, so it's a small win bet but you're, you're quite right when you say they're, they're a bit of a minefield these races you, you can't tell there's not much to go on so it's never one that I'd be sticking on a maximum bet on so it'll be a small win bet for me yeah, it kind of feels as if we force you into picking <laughs> some horses and some well, races that you probably ordinarily wouldn't touch. But there's an element yeah. of that. Aye, we, 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 you know, we know it's, it's a bit of fun looking at the ITV races because those are the races that are most popular. Everybody wants to look at. So, we've, aye, we take on a tough task at times by trying <laughs> trying to identify winners. Um, but yeah, the staking plan, you know, is sort of takes account of that as well. So this will be, for example, this one will be a probably a one point win bet. Yeah. Whereas um, more confident bets might be two point each way or whatever, you know, depending yeah. on the situation and um, something that I'm more more comfortable with. Yeah. Okay. So Francesco Guardi in the opener, uh, sorry, the first race on ITV on Ubre, which is the one fifty. It's currently trading, I think, eight to one's the best price at the moment with bet three six five. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Next up, um, we're going to Newmarket. It's the 205 race. Now, there's eight runners in this. I'm quite surprised to see taking the favourite when it's got a wee bit of a, an each way. Yeah, there's a potential, potential each way angle. Um, I just thought the, the favourite was, was, in this case, um, pretty pretty solid. Um, a horse called Boss Power. It's owned by the King Power um, Racing Group, the, those sort of blue and white silks. That you're seeing them more and more often now, especially in the top class races. Um, Started by the old chairman of Leicester that died in the yeah. helicopter. Was that a plane? A helicopter crash? Helicopter, yeah. Um, so, but the, his family have, have kept that going. Um, and this one, uh, a Franco, um, bred out of Franco, and 
just looks to have improved with the step up and trip. A lot of the Frankel horses are doing that as they as they go further. Although Frankel was famous for running over about a mile, his, that was probably his best trip. Um, a lot of his progeny are actually better um, over staying distances a mile and a half, um, even up to sort of two miles. So step up and trip for Boss Power last time in a maiden handicap. Um, so it wasn't a fantastic race, but um, it, there was some depth to it, and there was uh, twelve runners, so he's won it really nicely and stayed on nicely. Um, so I think this sort of um, trip looks like it's going to be ideal for him, and he's he'll have loads more improvement. So I just thought I thought three to one was was actually quite a big price. He also gets a um, a three year old allowance in this race, um, a weight allowance, which is quite significant. So I wouldn't be looking past the, the, there are another one, two, three. So the, there's four three year olds in total in the race. Um, and I'd be pretty confident that it'll be one of them that wins it. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't look beyond them because they're getting quite a significant weight allowance. Um, and a few of them are on the improve. But yeah, boss power for me. Uh, I sort of thought three to one was very fair. I thought it should probably be closer to two to one. Okay, looks well, like it ticks a few boxes. So um, it's a straight win bet. Yeah, I think we'll just go for the win on it. Yeah. Okay. Next, we're back at Newbury. Um, and uh, the one you picked out looks to be an all weather specialist as opposed to having much success so far in the turf. Yeah, it's an interesting an interesting horse, Kazban. Uh, it's the name of the one I've gone for. Um, an all-weather specialist to a point, but it does have some decent form um, on flat as well that wouldn't wouldn't put me off. Um, and I reckon he's been dropped um, another three pounds for his last uh, defeat, which wasn't a total gubbing. Um, I just thought it was very eye-catching for me that they've booked Oshie Murphy to ride the horse. Um, Mick Appleby's the trainer, um, who is um, quite a shrewd, quite a shrewd trainer, um, and that that just stuck out at me. At, you know, coming on, coming down in the handicap, um, and now they're putting on the champion jockey when they don't really need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that that was, you know, that was the the first sort of indicator for me. Um, and then if you you go back through the form. Um, Actually, fairly lightly race for a five-year-old, now down to a, a pretty decent handicap mark. Been dropped, um, as I say, three pounds since, since the last time. And one point was rated ninety-nine, now down to ninety-two. That makes it very fair. Um, no disrespect to Alistair Rawlinson, who, who normally rides the horse, but um, O'Shea Murphy's a pretty big noise. So I think that's to me. I thought that's definitely worth an each-way punt. Could be one. I'm just misreading it, but it could also be one that's currently 14 to 1 and it could end up going off 5 to 1 on the day. Looks like a proper voice of value touch, this one. Let's hope so, yeah. Fingers crossed. Okay, next up is the 240 at Newmarket, and you've got your eye on the top weight who won here um, a fortnight ago. Yeah, course and distance winner. Um, you know, I do like that from time to time. Um, and yeah, it's actually won its last two races in a row, Caravan. So, trained by Richard Hughes, ridden by stable jockey Shane Kelly, um, and he's he's gone up in the weight for those two wins, as you would expect. But he's not been absolutely hammered, um, and he's only a three-year-old, fairly lightly raced, still got significant improvement, I think, to come. Um, so I, I thought, you know, there's quite a few of these that. Um, are less progressive looking um, than he is, so I thought um, four to one was a very fair price. Actually, there's some five to one with race bets as well. Um, yeah, 
I'm not sure if that will still be available, but certainly worth checking out race bets. They were the, they were the market leader, um, but there's four to one generally available. And I just thought it was a very, very fair um, price for us. So it should go off favourite, I think. Yeah, it uh, doesn't look like there's going to be much each way value in that one. Um, so I guess that one's just a straight win bit as well. Yeah, just a straight win bit for, for, uh, for Carabana. Okay, next race on ITV is at three o'clock at Newbury, but there's nothing standing out in that one for you. No, an interesting race. Um, you'll maybe remember Morando's an old friend of ours. I do, yes. Um, the, the ground's currently on the soft side. We know that Morando prefers the soft ground, um, or certainly more than, than his rivals would. Um, but he's now a seven-year-old and he's a fairly short price for this, and that there's one or two that, that might be a threat. Um, I initially looked at Max Vega, um, who's sort of quite highly rated three-year-old, ran in the derby, but got a bit of a doing, but this is a step-down class. But um, his other run this season was pretty poor as well, so I'm just concerned he hasn't trained on from two-year-olds to three-year-olds. So I'm given the, the race a swerve completely. Um, there wasn't, wasn't enough there for a bet. Yep, not always the worst thing that you can do is just have a no bet, I guess, in some of these races that you just don't fancy. That's it, no point in just sticking one up for the sake of it. Yep. So that takes us on to the 3.15 at Newmarket, uh, and you're on a horse here that looks as if it knows this race inside out, having won it the um, last two years. Yeah, it, you know, clearly we named it this race again. A uh, horse is called Case Key, um, and it's coming here at the right time. I think it's it's hit form. Um, that puts it at a fairly high handicap mark, but he's won off these sort of marks before in the 70s, so that, that wouldn't be a, a massive concern. He is an older horse, um, so you know, I don't think he's going to improve leaps and bounds, but all he has to do is um, hit something approaching um, one of his better races, and he, he'll go very, very close here, I think. Um, young Angus Villiers, the jockey, um, takes over here. He's a decent enough claimer, and um, he rides quite a bit for the David O'Mara yard as well. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, Mick Appleby potentially has a, a wee um, cheeky double that he's uh, going to try and get on exactly <laughs> with uh, with Casban as well. So, yeah, if you take off um, Angus Villiers five pound claim, it puts uh, it puts this the sort of official weight that he'll carry um, down into the, the sort of sixties range. Um, in terms of the official rating, so that makes them very, very competitive to me. So I thought it should be favourite. Um, it probably go off favourite, especially if they have a gamble. So um, yeah, it might be worth trying the Case Key, Casban double as well, and the McAppleby double. Um, so yeah, I thought Case Key was the, the the good value shout in this one. Okay, and lastly is three thirty five at Newbury, and we're looking at a horse here that's dropping back down in class to Group Two. Yeah, that's it. Threat's been um, Threat's been running in Group One races, um, not particularly credibly. Um, we've got to admit, you know, he's he, eh, been fairly fairly outclassed in those races. But this is an opportunity down, as you say, back into Group Two, and, and not actually the strongest Group Two when you look at the form um, and you look at the opponents. Threat also gets a three-year-old weight allowance, um, which will come in handy. And I just I just thought that. A sort of tentative win bet, if I'm being honest. That this this is another one, probably a bit like the the, the opening race, the one fifty that we discussed earlier. It will be um, a tentative each. Uh, sorry, a tentative win bet, and probably just a one point win uh, rather than anything substantial. Because there are 
there are opponents that could uh, that could give him a good race. Glorious Journey is a course and distance winner, and Dream of Dreams is the favourite. Um, should probably probably run quite well. But um, yeah, I thought on balance, I thought Threat was the the most likely winner. Okay, so quite unusually this week, we've got quite a few win bets as opposed to each way shouts. Um, can you just give us a wee recap of your tips for Saturday? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's just one of those weeks where um, there's not there's not fantastic each way. There's not too many big big field handicaps and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's and it's slightly lower grade stuff. Um, so often it just it pays to just look with a what's staring you staring you straight in the face. Yep. So <laughs> the one fifty Newbury, it's Francesco Guardi. That's um, Win bet eight to one, two hundred five at Newmarket. Boss Power win bet three to one, two twenty five at Newbury. Casban fourteen to one each way, two forty at Newmarket. Caribana that's four to one win bet, three o'clock at Newbury. No bet in that one. Three fifteen at Newmarket. Case Key and that's five to one also win bet. And finally three thirty five at Newbury. Threat five to one and that's a win bet as well. Good stuff. Now, don't forget, you can follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value. And, of course, you can take part in our weekly competition on Who Knows Wins, where you can compete against other punters instead of the bookies. This week's competition is available now on the Who Knows Wins app. So if you don't already have it, then head over to the App Store, where you can download it for free. The link to access competition is available on our Twitter feed at Gambler Tips, and it's £5 uh, to buy in to take part. So... Give that a go if you get the chance. Don't miss our two football podcasts this week. Firstly, there's the Norwegian special where Greg and I discuss this week's best bets with footballer David Weatherston. And our Scottish football podcast features one of the best-known broadcasters in Scottish football, Jim Delahunt, who shares his thoughts on this weekend's fixtures in the Scottish Premiership and both are well worth a listen if you have the time. And that's us for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Paul for his tips and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Hey, good luck to everyone. <laughs>